Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You are appreciated. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program, providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. Each and every week, we discuss important issues such as how to remain independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care, and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. We also discuss senior-related health issues and how to care for the caregiver. As always, if you have a question, you can reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's one 800 331 6445. 1-800-331-6445. You can also visit us online. It's a great website and you can also find the podcast there as well at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. And without any further delay, want to introduce to you my special guest, my old friend, and I didn't say old friend, I said old, like O-L-E, it's a term of endearment. <laughs> my old friend, Judy Wechter, she's a registered nurse, and she's also the Regional Director of Business Development with Good Shepherd Hospice. And Judy, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Steve. This is good. I'm glad to be here. All right. So, uh, Judy, when you and I were visiting the other day, we were talking about the importance of advanced directives, and uh, and and you've been on the program, you know, so many times from you know reaching way back, <laughs> even when we were first starting over at the uh, at the other radio station. But uh, and that that's been a long time ago. We're coming up on our seven years here, so uh, or we're just about to hit seven full years on the air. So. Uh, we've talked about advanced directives before, and advanced directives basically uh, dealing with healthcare, and that's uh, the combination of your living will that outlines what you would want to be done for you, should you not be able to speak for yourself, and then that's also combined with a 
power of attorney document for healthcare, uh, and that would name another person to speak for you on your behalf if you're not able to speak for yourself. And then, uh, and you said, well, wait a minute. Advanced directives are way more important now during this uh, horrible, crazy time of COVID-19. Why don't we talk about that? So, uh, Judy, that's a great idea, and and let's go. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to approach this subject. With April 16th being National Healthcare Decision Day, we were like everyone else with these efforts. Um, everything came to a standstill. So many of the initiatives and grassroots efforts that we've been working on for the last year just kind of fell by the wayside. And so, I, yeah, a lot of missed opportunities and with COVID and all of the things that are coming up with this, it just brings this topic even more to the surface, more to the forefront. Okay, well, tell us about being prepared, which is the, the, the theme of the program today, being prepared in the time of COVID-19, which we're obviously knee deep into this at this point. Well, I think the, the first thing I'd want to say, since I have the opportunity to, is despite COVID, um, COVID is making this more important and it's bringing it to the surface. However, as you know, you've had to listen to me about this for many years now. This is about being 18 years of age and older. Um, the, the whole durable power of attorney for healthcare piece is a responsibility of everyone that, that is an adult, not just because of health issues, but because of HIPAA issues and, and the changes in how we deliver medicine and, and security and all of those things. But with COVID, we have a, um, we have a new set of circumstances now. And it's very important that all of us do everything we can right now to be prepared in the event that something happens, that we need someone to speak for us to help negotiate our way through the healthcare system. If we haven't taken care of things ahead of time, we're not going to have the resources that we need at the time that we need them. And, and we often say, well, I'll get around to that. I'll get around to it. But it's always too early until it's too late. Yep. And that's what I'd like people to, to think about. Let's, let's take a minute and think about our worst case scenario and then let's make a plan to avoid it. And then we don't have to think about it so much anymore. We don't have to dwell on it. Well, I'll tell you what, that's an easy one to kick the can down the road because who wants to think about this? This is not comfortable at all. But as we had discussed on the phone uh, earlier, uh, having an advanced directives and having all of this spelled out in your wishes and who you would trust to speak for you on your behalf. Uh, it's always important. If you're 18 years old or older, and I'll guarantee you every single listener of this program today is, <laughs> then uh, you need, if you don't have advanced directives and power of attorney documents in place, you're, you're really behind. You need to have that done. You need to have that done right away. But during this time of COVID-19, you could be feeling fine today and tomorrow you could be in the hospital on a ventilator and not able to speak for yourself. That is a horrifying yeah. thought. And that, that is very realistic possibility for anyone in this entire country. It is. And, you know, the reality in my own home, we've seen, um, I lost two good friends that have been friends for, for decades, and both did have underlying health issues. Both were in their upper 80s. 
Um, there were a lot of, of circumstances that went along with that. But then two weeks later, one of my daughters, um, a friend of hers, husband died. He was only 34. So was again, related, the, real, the reality- related to COVID-19? Yes, all three of those deaths were COVID-19. Yes. Oh my gosh. So- I want everyone to think about let's let's take let's take death out of this whole equation. Okay, let's just think about it from the standpoint of we get too sick to be able to make medical decisions for ourselves. So in the case of COVID, you are very sick if you are hospitalized, and you may very well be on a ventilator, which for those that aren't familiar with that. A ventilator is a machine that is artificial life support. It is heroic measures. It is a piece of machinery that will breathe for you. And none of us will lay there calmly and have this machine applied to us. It is not natural and we would resist it. We would fight it. So the only way that someone can be on a ventilator is to either have an illness that is so advanced or an injury that is so advanced that we are unable to resist the ventilator or we're sedated. And in this case, you would be sedated. So once you're sedated and that machinery is applied to breathe for you, your ability to communicate has, is now gone. So someone needs to be able to speak up for you. And maybe it's as simple as you're gonna be fine. In 24 hours, you're off the vent and you're eating Rice Krispies. That's fine, I, I'm glad with that scenario. But what if during that 24 hours, they need your medical records from your primary care physician as a durable power of attorney for healthcare, a free piece of paper, I can get those records for you from your primary care doctor and get them to the hands of that ICU team that is fighting to save your life. But without that piece of paper, I'm stuck. And we're stuck as a healthcare system and being able to, to care for you. So let's don't take it to as far as elderly or disabled or terminal diagnosis or anything. Let's look at it. I like the acronym live, you know, L is to, to learn about your options. I is to implement plans to ensure that, that your needs are met and your wishes are honored. The V is to voice these decisions to your, your family, your friends, your medical providers, and then hopefully engage in some community efforts to, to improve this level of care and this level of understanding about these things. So that brings us to, you know, pick a healthcare decision maker. Probably everybody listening to this has some general idea in their head of who would be their default person to make decisions for them if they were unable to speak for themselves temporarily or permanently. And that's great as long as one, you've executed the document to validate it because we need that. And two, have you had the conversation with them about it? Because in many cases, we have people who default to their eldest child or perhaps to um, their, their spouse without actually having the conversation and finding out that they really are uncomfortable being the decision maker. They don't want to have to go up against the stepkids or they don't want to have to take the reins over from the other parent or they're just uncomfortable with the whole topic. And we need to have those conversations because we need to make sure the person that we have elected to speak for us is able to stand up for us and, and do the things that we want and need done. 
Absolutely. And you want the person that you choose to speak for you, you want them to be comfortable. You want them to be confident. You want them to know what you want, what you do not want. And you want to be able to fully trust them. And you're right. A lot of people, they don't want anything to do with that. And they have to be the right person. They have to be comfortable with that. And uh, my, my friend, Bill Hammond, he's the president and founder of KC Elder Law, uh, gives a good example. Uh, he says many times he says, well, well, that's okay. My spouse, we've been married for decades. He or she can speak for me. Uh, being married for decades does not give you power of attorney or the right to speak for your spouse, even if you've been married for 50 years. So it's super important to have these documents. Uh, Judy, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up right after the break and continue that important discussion. Uh, but first, let's remember the Senior Care Live question of the week. COVID-19 stands for the 19th strain of the coronavirus. Is that statement true or false? We'll have the answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device. Super easy. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the big microphone right there on the homepage of the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect and you are in. It'll start streaming to your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you have. It really is that easy. And lots of people literally all over the country and some actually all over the world listen to this program and they stream it to their electronic device. How about that? All right. Back to our Senior Care Live question of the week. COVID-19 stands for the 19th strain of the coronavirus. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is false. The answer is false. So uh, that COVID-19 is really an acronym and it uh, stands for Coronavirus Disease of the Year 2019. And I think the researchers very early on figured out this is a ferocious bug. This is a super nasty virus. We're going to name it so that we can identify it and refer to it consistently. And so um, it is so terrible. It got its own name. How about that? All right. Uh, back to my special guest today, Judy Wechter. She's a registered nurse and the regional director of business development with Good Shepherd Hospice. If you'd like to reach out uh, to Judy, it's 913-601-1362. Judy does a tremendous amount of community education. She's giving uh, presentations and speeches and uh, conducting workshops just all over the area all the time. She's a fantastic resource. And so if you're interested 
interested in that, uh, of course, uh, reach out uh, to her as well. Today, we're talking about being prepared in the time of COVID-19 and the importance of having advanced directives, which is a combination of a living will and your power of attorney for healthcare. We talked about pick your person. Pick the person that will be your healthcare decision maker should you not be able to make your own decisions. And as Judy mentioned, you know, you might say, oh, well, I'll just have my spouse or I'll have my oldest uh, uh, child uh, do that or my youngest, uh, you know, and they may not be willing or they may not be comfortable with that. You need to speak. You need to choose someone who is very comfortable and speaking for you and on your behalf and can make the tough decisions if they need to be made. So, uh, wow, how uncomfortable is that? But it's super important. Uh, Number two, talk about what matters to you most. And that is the living will. I want heroic measures taken. I want a ventilator. I want to be fed through my veins, uh, through TPN. I want every single piece of technology and equipment thrown at me to keep me alive. Do not let me go. And then it could go the other way. I don't want to be hooked up on a ventilator. I don't want tubes and needles and all of that. If if it's my time, just let me go. And guess what, Judy? There is no right answer and there's no wrong answer. It's just your answer. Exactly. It is each individual's choice. And we really try and get people to focus on this whole process is about what matters to you. It's not about what's the matter with you. It's what matters to you. And if I don't know that, then I can't help guide the decision-making process. And I really want to emphasize that we cannot have a plan for every conceivable event that we might face, but we can have conversations early and often about what has value and meaning to us what our lines in the sand are that we do not want to cross at any point or what things we're open to and get that advanced directive, that durable power of attorney for healthcare done. If you do anything, it's that one piece of paper, please. (laughs) Anything else we can work with. But this is a, a matter of a free piece of paper. You can download it from the internet, go to the Center for Practical Bioethics for their website called Caring conversations. You can go to the conversation project, which is also a link in with that and download the DPOA for healthcare form in the state of Kansas. As long as it is witnessed by two adults over the age of 18, it's a legal document, which will then stand up in any state because it was done under the laws of the state you were in. In Missouri, it does require a notary, but in these days of COVID, we can do the notary process virtually. You do not have to expose yourself or leave your home to do this. You don't have to meet with an attorney. This is not about your finances and an attorney is not a healthcare provider. All we want you to do is this one free piece of paper that says, this is who I need you to talk to if something should happen to me or I need help navigating through the healthcare system and cannot speak for myself. And that's why it is so imperative that we do it before we need it. If you already need it, we've missed the boat here. And it allows you to think about and then share in conversations, whether you write them down or not is is not necessary. But what if you became seriously ill? What if you were too sick and you needed somebody else's help? 
you know, what would be important to you? For me, I want to, I want to feel safe. I want to be comfortable. I want to be content and calm and have a sense of well-being. I want caring and compassionate and competent care, regardless of where I'm at in my illness, in my pathway. I don't want to be a burden to my family. I don't want to be in distress. I would be concerned about the implications for this now and in the future. So those are the things that are important to me and that I'm most worried about in the moment of of being ill. I have friends that I would want to help me. I have some really good biological family who are also friends, but I have some DNA out there that would make them family members that I don't want anywhere near me in this situation. (laughs) yeah, my DPOA yeah. for healthcare is very important because it has the, the family members that I trust and want involved in this situation. I want my cat around. My cats are part of my support system. Um, I'd rather be home if at all possible. If I don't absolutely have to have hospitalization, I'm fine with doing this at home. And yet I know for other people, the idea of that nurse's call button in their hand is what they want. They, they feel terrified to be at home. They may not have the support systems at home to make them safe at home and the resources. So for them, being in a facility or a hospital would be imperative. We need to know that so we know what to do. And we want to think about how you would want us to proceed. You know, are you one of these folks that says, go ahead, give it a shot, give it a try. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, at least we tried and we know. Or are you one of those people who says, yeah, you know, chips fall where they fall. I'm not going to the hospital. I'm not seeking treatment. Keep in mind, under Medicare benefits, every Medicare beneficiary can have an advanced care planning appointment with their physician at no charge. It is included in your annual wellness visit. You can do it outside of that. And then your Medicare Part B would pick up and it would be a copay because it would be like a specialized visit. But we're here to help you with this. You can call me. I do this all the time. I can work you through the the Caring Conversations workbook and help you answer questions that are specific to your situation. All right. And Judy, can you hang on uh, through the break and into our next segment, please? Sure. I've been sure how your uh, how your schedule was laid out today. So, all right. So, right after the break, this is just such important information, and I want to review some of that and keep this conversation going. Hang on, we'll be right back right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with someone else or 
Maybe you just want to go back and hear it again. No worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. Uh, give us a couple of days to get this podcast up. It's usually up like, you know, Monday, Tuesday after the broadcast uh, over after the weekend. And, uh, and that's where you'll find it. But they're in chronological order, so you can uh, just go and find the episode that you want. Again, click play. Give it a couple of seconds to connect. And you can listen to that podcast 24 hours a day. And again, lots of people choose to listen to the program that way. So feel free to help yourself. All right. We're back today with special guest Judy Wechter. She's a registered nurse and regional director of business development with Good Shepherd Hospice. And today we're talking about the really timely and incredibly important subject of being prepared in the type of excuse me, being prepared in the time of COVID-19. We're talking specifically about advanced directives. So having your living will prepared and your power of attorney for healthcare uh, prepared. And Judy, I just, I didn't want to fly too fast past those resources. Let's talk about those resources in case anyone missed that. Tell us where we can go again. And, And you know what, if, you can go to an attorney and there's nothing wrong with that. Lots of people work with attorneys to get the legal documents uh, prepared. But if you would rather not do that, we have a couple of excellent options here uh, and they're, they're free of charge. So walk us through that again, Judy, if you would. I would really recommend that people use the Caring Conversations. This is available through a Google search. You can simply put in Caring Conversations or you can access it through the Center for Practical Bioethics, who is actually the organization who put it together. And it does include, in addition to the one-page document, an actual workbook that helps you think this through. How do I pick my agent? What things are important to me? What's my decision-making style? Do I want to know everything about my, my healthcare situation and then I'll make a decision? Or am I more inclined to say, yeah, you guys figure it out and I'll do whatever the doctor recommends. So it it helps your decision makers to know and for you to think through what is important to you and what things you would be willing to do and not do. And I've been a DPOA for healthcare for family members and end end of life situations where they had advanced illness and diseases that were not reversible or treatable any longer. And it was very important to have had the conversations. And that's what we really want to emphasize for people to do this. The, the actual advanced directive is something that every 18 year old and older should have. It's about being an adult. It's to make sure that you have the proper documents in place so that if and when you need someone to speak for you or help, they can. Okay. And Judy, um, I, I went out to, to Google. I just typed in carrying conversations, just like you said, very first thing that popped up, practicalbioethics.org. And it's, uh, it's spelled exactly as it sounds, Practical bioethics.org and you can just click on that and then that takes you to practicalbioethics.org and there are a lot of good resources here you can download uh, the workbook uh, uh, Judy like you said that has your conversation starters uh, you can download uh, the forms uh, that can be used as uh, your legal document so it's a really and, and, and guess what? They're right here in Kansas City. They're right downtown in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, and so it's a fantastic opportunity to take care of this very easily. You don't even have to leave your house. 
No, you don't. And they even have a link on there now where you can store your directives on the cloud. And that way you don't have to worry about all these these documents to carry around. And in, in a situation like COVID, you may be admitted through the hospital emergency room by a hospitalist, have pulmonary, cardio, all of these infectious disease, multiple physicians following you, having enough copies of the documents for everyone. No, you can pull it up off the web. It goes straight into your electronic medical record and everybody has what they need in order to take care of you. And it just streamlines things just immensely. And we want to make sure that we make it easy. I love that. Uh, So that you can can fill this out. You can have, and Judy, maybe you can talk about some of the differences between Kansas and Missouri as far as executing these documents, getting a witness or notary or not. And uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. But the bottom line is once you have that done and in place, then you can store them electronically in the cloud at practicalbioethics.org. And then that way you have access to them at anywhere at any time. You don't have to haul around a stack of 10 of these documents. Exactly. And if you're in a situation where you want to make an update or a change to it, perhaps you are diagnosed with um, some other health condition and now that's changed the situation or, or maybe you've had a, a divorce or something and you don't want your ex-wife to be you know, the person that it is your decision maker anymore. Those are realistic things that happen to all of us. So we can update it and change it as often as we would like to fit our, our current circumstances. And that cloud version ensures that we always have the most accurate and current form directly available to us. And that can be important. A lot of people worry, especially in an area like this, where we cross back and forth from Kansas to Missouri for healthcare options. As long as the form is authenticated in the state that it was executed, it's good anywhere. So even though Kansas does not require a notary, we still encourage it. A notary always you know, gets a little oomph to the authenticity of a document. But in sure. Kansas, all you have to have are two adults over the age of 18 that co-sign as witnesses. In other words, I saw Jane Doe complete this she was not under duress, and this this is what she said she and wanted. And she actually signed this document. Yes, and that's yeah. all really a notary is doing as well. And then in Missouri, it is required that it be notarized. And again, with COVID, we have resources available where that can be done virtually. And in many cases, most cases actually, it can be done at no charge through a notary, through your physician's practice, perhaps through your bank, those type of things. So we can always get these things done for you. And again, we want to make sure that we're making it easy. We want everyone to feel comfortable to do this. And we want to be available to answer people's questions about this. You know, again, as you said earlier, we all get to make our own choices and it's okay. So we want to make sure you know where these resources are, that we're here to help you for those of us that are part of this grassroots effort and that support these efforts and to be able to talk about where you're at because what you might decide today, you know, when you're 50 years of age may look very different than when you're 90. And And, and that's a very good point. I think a lot of people who may think, oh yeah, hey, we did this back when we got married, we were 26 years old. We've got all these documents in place. Well, we were 26 then, now you're 56, 76, 86. 
uh, how much has changed? Well, everything. <laughs> so I think these a lot of estate planning and elder law attorneys uh, who help their clients through these, they review these every year, yes. or maybe every couple of years, maybe at the longest, maybe every five years, because life changes. And the chances are you probably, if you haven't looked at these documents for a long time, and if it's been over five years, just forget about it. They're going to need to be updated. Yes. At, at a minimum, they have to have the HIPAA compliant language. And they, there's all sorts of things that have, that have changed over the last you know, 10 or 20 years. And if they're older than that, you need to update them, period. We recommend that you keep a copy with your tax returns. That way you lay eyes on it at least once a year to look at it. Same with those that you have made your agent and you've given a copy to. They can keep it with their tax returns. It reminds them to look at it and check in with you, see if anything has changed. A lot of these documents that get done with an attorney are done weeks or months or years, as you said, before the event actually takes place when the document is needed. And things are so far removed from that original time frame that, that it's no longer valid. Or one of our worst case scenarios, you put it in a safety deposit box, which guarantees that we cannot get access to it when yeah. we need it. See, that's a really good point. I just had a horrible thought. Uh, I, I've only been married once, but can you imagine, just imagine a scenario, and I'll guarantee it's happened, and I'll guarantee it, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Going. <laughs> you, so you have, you have a man. He's married to a woman. They, were, they lived their life. They got divorced. Maybe it was not a friendly divorce. The man gets remarried to a second wife. Something happens, and they go to execute the power of attorney to find out who can speak. And it's a disgruntled ex-wife because you never updated your documents. That is about as bad as it could get, I think. <laughs> that and, and, and also the situations with adults who have um, mom, stepdad, dad, stepmom, um, those kind of situations, because it, it does become all about them instead about the individual. And the reality is we're wasting time negotiating your family dynamics and your dirty laundry when we really wanted to be taking care of this person. Please don't put us in that situation. Well, and how many times have you been in a situation where maybe it's a cordial situation, but the, the children who are blood children have a very different idea of what's best for their dad versus the stepchildren. And they all love him. It's just a difference of opinion. Who has the right to make decisions? If it's not written down, you're in big time trouble. Uh, Judy, let's carry on this conversation into the next. Uh, we've been talking for a while. <laughs> let's carry this on into the, the final segment for our listeners. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 
Back with my friend and special guest. Uh, I almost, Judy, almost said in studio, we are socially distanced and uh, uh, we're, we're doing this thing over Zoom as we should be <laughs> with my, uh, my, my friend, Judy Wechter. She's a registered nurse, a wealth of information. Let me tell you that. She's the regional director of business development with Good Shepherd Hospice. And today we're talking about being prepared in the time of COVID-19, advanced directives, uh, specifically your advanced directives, which would be your living will, plus your power of attorney for health care. And Judy, I, I just want to thank you for all of that information uh, that you shared with us in the caring conversations. You don't even have to leave your house. Just Google caring conversations. It'll take you to a link where you could go straight to practicalbioethics.org and it's spelled uh-huh. exactly how it sounds and you can download the forms there. Uh, Judy mentioned that if you're in the state that requires uh, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the witness and the signature, the notary, uh, you could even do that online uh, legally because everyone's had to adjust our process <laughs> okay. uh, today and uh, make everything, you know, touch free and meeting free and, and, and online. And you can do all of that is free of charge. It is a phenomenal resource. And guess what? The Center for Practical Bioethics is right downtown Kansas City, Missouri. There is there's a great you've got Jay and just a, a just a great great staff of people there, mm-hmm. and they tackle some really tough stuff. But uh, uh, they make this available. It is a tough. It, it's it's a difficult thing to talk about. I want this. I don't want that. I want this person to talk for me or speak for me on my behalf to act legally on my behalf, even if it means discontinuing life support measures. So tough, tough stuff. Do yourself a favor, get this done, and then just review it every year or two. Make sure it's kept up and you will be so happy that you did. I agree. All right. So Judy, let's, uh, in the little bit of time that we have left, um, I wanted to talk about, uh, about the measures taken in senior care communities, we're talking about assisted living, we're talking about long-term care, also known as a nursing home. Uh, and at either one of those levels of care, uh, it may or may not involve memory care. Uh, that's a type of care that could be uh, provided at the assisted living level or the long-term care level. Uh, I'm in and out of these places, well, I was, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, almost every day as well as, as you with Good Shepherd Hospice. And um, what bothers me is that, and I'm not totally, I guess, yelling at the media, but some reports in the media it seems to kind of villainize uh, the nursing homes and assisted living facilities. There are a few places that, frankly, I, I don't think they did a good enough job, obviously, because they have some major, major problems. But I would say that is the exception. It's not the rule. I would say 95% of the senior care communities, at least in our part of the world, in our region here, the Kansas City extended uh, region, I would say 95%, maybe more than that, are doing a great job. They are taking heroic measures to make sure that their residents are safe. And guess what? That never seems to make the news. That makes me kind of mad. <laughs> so there, we're not going to throw all places under the bus. The vast majority of these places, they're doing a fantastic job. 
They are. And we really do need to commend them. We really do need to reach out to them. And and I would remind people that they are on the front lines because they're absolutely the population that they are caring for is the most high risk population there is. If you think about this on the flip side, you're very comfortable with the fact that in an elementary school, you would see a lot of head lice or strep throat. It goes with the population. That's the similar scenario that we have here. This is an environment that is rich for a virus like this to just spread very, very easily. And people are working in extremely tough circumstances, trying to uphold not only all of these additional restrictions that have been put in place that are barriers to being able to work efficiently and effectively because it it requires so much extra effort, but it's exhausting. And the patients, the residents are tired and they're isolated and everyone's trying to be their cheerleader. This This is a lot. When we talk about, you know, free coffee someplace for first responders, you know, drop off, drop off some pizzas at a local facility. They need, they need yeah. our support right now. They need our help. They are financially being hit by all the costs of the extra personal protective equipment. There are hours and overtime, the cost of running facilities under this. I, I mean, this is unprecedented in so many ways in healthcare. Yeah. Absolutely. And and here's a double whammy. So your costs just skyrocketed with all the PPE. Uh, and guess what, by the way, a lot of staff walked out. They said, I'm yeah. not going to be around this stuff. This is too scary. So they're having to bring a new staff. They have to pay for agency staff, which costs, you, costs two or three times what you would normally pay. And then- and in many cases, it, some of these employees were unable to work just because of the risk to their own health conditions. That's or right. They've got family members who are immunosuppressed, compromised, and high they, risk. They can't, yeah, and they can't drag that home with them. Yeah. And then on, on the other side of it, uh, guess what? The hospitals are empty. Guess who is not coming in for your skilled nursing and rehab stay covered under Medicare? So the income streams are drying up. Now, all this is temporary. That's the good news. Uh, so, but, but your income is way down. Your admissions are probably way down or zero if you've just locked down until this, the storm is over. Your costs have increased. So the, the, the financial scenario of operating uh, one of these senior care communities, this is, some of these places are in dire straits financially, and they're being thrown under the bus by the media. I don't like that. I just wanted to give all of our friends it, working in independent living, assisted living, memory care, long-term care, uh, you know, skill nursing and rehab. I, I wanted to give all of them a shout out and say, Judy and I and a lot of other people, we see you. We know what you're doing. We love you. We appreciate you. And we are going to try to continue to take that message to the general public to offset all of this negativity that we've all been hearing about. And Judy, and I want to say thank you for all you do. You are heroes. You are on the front line. And we appreciate you. Tremendously. Appreciate them tremendously. They have done a, a really overwhelmingly um, strong job of preventing unnecessary exposure to this life-threatening virus. And it's important that we support them now more than ever. Absolutely. 
It's it's changed. I mean, even, industry, even in my industry, we're dealing with end of life care and trying to go in and, and partner with them on the care of some of these residents. And, and it's a challenge. Everyone's doing daily health screenings, following the CDC guidelines, extra PPE, extra education, visitor restrictions, um, limiting on-site meetings and work. It's changed the way we deliver care. Virtual appointments, um, all of this is telehealth. Amazing. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks so much, Judy, uh, Regional Director of Business Development with Good Shepherd Hospice. And uh, Judy, thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for sharing this message. All right. Wow. That, that was a great, great program. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t